Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good morning, it's running country, it's full on December, we just ran past our, our house. Christmas tree yeah. in the front window. <laughs> yeah. um, you, you've got to look out for your mum's puncture. Yeah, we're doing that, here's the car. Okay. Can you, see, you go this side, check for punctures, I'll go All this right, side. Okay. This is the old... Well, there aren't any punctures, but that is not great parking, is it? That's no. really... No. That's really... Looks that's like re- she's yeah, that's really that, that, That's quite bad, yeah. That's, she doesn't, that's an out-of-towner, isn't it? <laughs> she doesn't realise she'll have a car impounded. It's like the Camden Council as we speak. Yep. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, my mum's here, but... Um, and you're going to the House of Lords today? We're going to the House of Lords, as uh, in connection with Parkinson's UK. Right. Where they're going to be talking about it. It's a big issue at the House of Lords. Right. Because uh, so many old people have got Parkinson's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, directly affects them possibly. Yeah, <laughs> genuinely, I suppose you get the trouble with the uh, in the seats of power that they're more likely to deal with things that concern them. So that of course, could, yeah. that could work well for us. Yeah, it'd be interesting to go though, wouldn't it? So we're gonna, but let's run. Should we let's go east. Yeah, we go out sort of uh, Millfields. Hackney Marshes and the river and that. How cool. far do you want to go? You've already been running today. Yeah, well, I ran here. Yeah. Mainly because I couldn't find my car keys. Right. That was the main issue. <laughs> and also, of course, I'm trying to get into that ultra stage Why of mine. Why not? Just running run everywhere. Miles, miles, miles. Just running everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But I, mean, I haven't run for a week. I mean, you I, I was, uh, right. I've been doing loads and loads of travel. I did a bit of treadmill in Hong Kong and Singapore. Yeah. And it's been so busy since and jet lagged and a real mess. I just tell, it, tell us about Hong Kong, Singapore. Well, they were great gigs. Yeah. But then it was an overnight flight back from Singapore gig that night in London. Did you do huge gigs with like thousands of people in there? It was 5,000 people in Singapore. Yeah. Which was great. It was an amazing, amazing gig. Yeah, yeah. Really good fun. But then I had a gig in Norway on Friday. What was the demographic? Were they like all British or international? Expatty, a lot of expats, some internationals. I mean, some people fly from Brunei and Bahrain and stuff just to see him. Yeah, know, yeah, just sort of very rich people who yeah. fancy a bit of comedy. Great, but they're in the minority. Yep. 
just a really I've nice... I've got a kind of wacky races picture in my head of them kind of arriving in yeah. crazy <laughs> blingy little private jets. Take, take me to McIntyre <laughs> for international comedy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was really good. They had really nice gigs. Yep. But I had three or four mornings last week where it was like half four in the morning getting up. Hey. I'm not really geared for that. <laughs> and, then, and, then, really. and then late nights as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So by the end, I was just a, just a ball of irritation. Yeah. Just a seething mass of anger. Don't you know where we are, by the way? I just set off. I, I, I didn't like realise that my uh, mum's tyres weren't really on my scheduled route. So, now we're, so just we're already lost. No, no, I know where we are. I just don't really know where we are. Is this going to be the urban equivalent of the Lost in the Woods episode? No, because <laughs> no, no. we're that close no, no, to no. my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think that can happen here. No, no, no. no. Well, it is foggy, though, isn't it? Where are we? No, no, no. Help me! <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't run for a week. What, have you been... I've been picking up on social media. Yeah. That you may be... Foot problems still prevail. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, after... Uh, our first couple of runs up to New York, I found last time we ran, yeah, my uh, that kind of injury from September that I, that I basically made act up seriously by doing New York Marathon yes. in my left foot, right, just hurting all the time, hurting every day. Oh my goodness! And then the old um, whatever muscle it is that goes to the top right hand side of your right knee, right, was also just and you know just really hurting just in the day doing normal stuff and I kept flashing back to that <laughs> trainer yeah um, you know professional trainer who knew what they were doing who said, who rest, said up. rest up I thought I should rest up and you're away yes so I just stopped running and then yeah. I had that thing do you want to have this I don't know I never know how psychosomatic it is yeah. but I find that a run a run for a gig yeah even if it's not very long is so traumatising for body and spirit, you know? So I basically skipped a run or two. Yeah. And it got to the weekend. Yeah. And then I had a... I was doing a ridiculous uh, triple comedy store, Greenwich comedy store. Triple up. Triple up. Triple it up. Yeah. And the... Uh, let's go all the way across. And... Uh, the, the DLR was closed. Right. And it was like one of those 80s movies where you can't get to where you need to be, you know? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. You know, I'd done my first gig. It'd gone well. 80s movies meets anxiety dreams. Yes, so exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, was under a, I was under a flyover in Poplar, which, of course, <laughs> is the 20-mile line in the marathon. Right. So, like you said, it's a real anxiety. Yeah. It's like this just deserted road underneath the flyover. Just going, yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. That's real down. That's and tough. then I had to get... I mean, you should never... When you're doing that kind of thing, you should never be on a row replacement bus service. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I was, and I did. Right. And I went to Greenwich, and I had a good gig. And then I ran. I Because I obviously have the guitar and pedals. Right. And I also had a big coat, which you don't need anymore when you've started running and no, you doing don't, gigs. No. So it's kind no. of over my arm. And I was running in this kind of scuttle. Yes. You know, never quite extending my legs. Like yes. how you can see it. Yes. Like that. And I did that all the way to Greenwich Station, which is a good, you know, probably three quarters of a mile. It's a long way. Then in. down the platform. Scuttle, and then scuttle, got scuttle. a train to Lewisham, ran up the ramp, round the corner, back down the ramp, got a train to Charing Cross, and then ran from Charing Cross to the comedy store. And by the time I made it, yeah. it was ridiculous. It was the, the, the tightness of the timing. Wow. But it was all fine. But Stressful. Yeah. Yeah, and it just felt like all my not running work had been undone. 
right. by this brief evening of stressy scuttling. And also because you're in shoes not built for running. Exactly. You're running in a way that you wouldn't naturally run. Yeah, that's the worst of it, is the yeah. holding your legs funny. I mean, yeah. if you run and don't run properly, I think you can, you know, affect muscles immediately. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, so then, and then, at one stage we were going to run at the end of last week when you got back, but I think you were busy, too busy and too tired. And that was great for me. I thought, just take the whole week. Yes. Not Sorry. running. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so then you get to now. Yeah. And none of those really injuries hurting. are better. <laughs> but I just can't bear not running anymore. I well, feel like I'm getting some fat. I feel like I don't know who I am. We've got to find know. some soft surfaces, though. Yeah, yeah. I've got to start wearing my newer shoes so I get a bit more protection. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. <laughs> I went out on Thursday to get a bit of musical equipment that I needed for this. I did the Apollo on Thursday. Right. So it's only... It's only about two, three thousand people. Good gig. None good of them flew in. Good fun. Um, it was good. It was really good. Brilliant. But um, I needed a bit of uh, guitar tech. I didn't want a, my preamp to let me down on the yeah. big stage. So went to town. Thought, well, I'm there. I'll see about shoes. Because my shoes are all a bit old and manky. I bumped into. I was in the shoe shop. I bumped into a friend of a friend, a brother of a friend. Right. And he said, Well, if you want any shoes, I'll get you a discount. So I went around the shop. I quickly found. Two lovely pairs of shoes. Tried them on, they seemed pretty cool. He got me this massive discount. Nice. I bought the shoes. So uncomfortable. <laughs> I honestly think, I just thought by the end of last week, I don't think I'm ever going to not have painful feet. I just think, I oh, forget it. I'm trying to get better. If only the feet weren't the point of contact with the ground. Yeah, that's right. That's the problem, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I want to do a bit of elbow and knee running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, I remember that when I first broke my toe. I was doing the press-ups from my knees. Which immediately, at first I thought, no, it's just cheating, it's going to be so easy. And then once I'd done them, I was like, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So a bit of injury, a bit of... What I need to, to run is, rather than a foot, I need a hand of glory. If only we could find one. Yeah. So we need to, yeah, you need to get soft surfaces. Me and you it's a tricky one. one. It is difficult because, I, honestly, I can't... I think soft surfaces is the answer. Is me and you. Look, here we go. Front of the hand of glory. Hey. Bit of, bit of swimming, possibly. Yeah, I went swimming the other day. Hated it. Right. Went with my wife. She, she's much better than me, which irritates me. Right. Um, <laughs> she got, came down with a horrible cold yes. immediately afterwards. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She's been it's, it's, yeah. swimming through someone else's Katar. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I just... Uh, You're I used bound to, to get a disease. Used to be right. a good swimmer. I was the, at school, it was, my, it was the that only was sport thing. I came close to. And now I swim so much like an old lady, you know? And you go into medium speed lane and everyone's overtaking it. Oh, do, you, do you keep your head above water? Yeah, I need to, uh, to breaststroke pop properly. I only swim breaststroke. My front right. crawl is terrible. Far too paranoid to do the backstroke. Because you think you're going to smash your head yes. in. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Karate chop a stranger across the face. Um, and, uh, yeah, my breaststroke used to be good, but you've got to, to do it properly. You've got to dip your face every stroke. I haven't got goggles. Yes. You just end up going... Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> And I, oh no, I'm just rubbish. So swimming's out, unless I get lessons. But I think you're right, because I can't be not running. And we've still got a month before marathon training begins. Yeah, it's quite sort of, people are starting to ramp up, aren't they? Early December, they start the kind of yeah. pre, pre-marathon training. Particularly with all the other marathons. There was someone the other day saying, because I've got so-and-so marathon in February. Yeah. Now, oh, that's rough. Yes, it is, yeah. Because that basically means you've got you've to run straight through Christmas. 
Yeah, that's great for the that. family, isn't it? Nine o'clock Christmas Day morning. I'm off out. See ya. Long run. Yeah. 22 miles. <laughs> Seen the schedule. Gotta go. Yeah. Turkey's in the oven. <laughs> so how how are the gigs been? Yeah, great. Um, uh, that was a part of a really nice weekend at the Comedy Store and up the creek. Brilliant. Which was just excellent because it was the weekend before my birthday. Happy birthday. Lots of, uh, well, let's say lots, maybe half a dozen friends came down. Good. Well, that is a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is in this day and age. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a, we always go to the comedy store. It's a nice gig, you know. Yeah. And up the creek is. People start to get paranoid about Christmas audiences at this time of year, but no, just lovely. But th- this weekend was sort of like the good side of it, wasn't it? Yeah. It kind of, it does tend to get a bit messier the next couple of weeks. It's going to, yes. And then the worst of it is right at the end, when not when they're really troublesome and you have to kind of calm everyone down, but when everyone's just sick of it. Everyone's just played out. If you go out on a Christmas party at uh, the 22nd of December, yeah. you've already been on one and you're tired and angry and just done with Christmas. Yes. Yeah, the 22nd and 23rd are going to be, that's a weekend, isn't it? Did you see that little drama play out? What the little I was like, Fenton! There's three people yeah. chasing their greyhound the down into the road. Come back here! <laughs> As the cars get into a halt. So this is Hackney Downs. Hackney Downs, yeah. Tonkerson and Hackney Downs looking pretty December-y. It's quite nice, isn't it? It's good. So, yeah, so... But your gigs have been... Uh, yeah, like then big I, ones, then little ones. Then I had a... Well, I had a gig in a church on Thursday in Hitchin. <laughs> And then I had a corporate in You Norway. need to do a gig in a mosque and just complete yeah. the circle. <laughs> yeah. And then I had a... You don't don't co- get booked for one, just go in and do one. Just do one as, as is, yeah. Just a few words. <laughs> and then I did um, uh, a, a corporate in Norway. Yeah. I mean, Norway can be tough and a corporate can be tough, but sticking both together, quite, what a, tricky, quite a tricky gig. Yeah, really? There's still that thing that... I did a corporate. Was it for oil men? No, no, that was that was a couple of years ago. That was one of the worst corporates I've ever had. <laughs> so they got you back. And Not because no, they wanted to see you, but because they wanted to see you suffer. They wanted to remember. No, it was a different company. But yeah. still, maybe a good third of the room refused to look at me. Mm. It's a bit challenging. Yeah, I can't bear that. But it's not as bad as the worst corporate I've ever had, which I was telling someone the other day, because he was moaning this comment about what, whether he should do a corporate, and I said, just do it for the money. Yeah. He said, oh, but our last one was really bad. I started talking about one corporate I had, at the Grosvenor Rooms in Park Lane, you know, yes. the big corporate room, a thousand people there. Yeah, yeah, massive chandeliers. Yeah. Going quite badly. So Julia Bradbury sold me up the river. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Going quite badly, yeah. yeah. And then I'd kind of reached a stage of the corporate where I thought, I'm not really bothered about even getting paid for this. I just want to get some laughs, just <laughs> yeah. anything for laughs. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. just reached that level. Did you set yourself on fire? No, I, I decided to launch into a bit of my act that can be described as just, just utter filth. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I'll just go filth. Bit of blue. Which you're never meant to do in corporate. No. But I started to do it. Yep. Started to get big laughs. Great. Started to turn the room. I think this is the story's going to end well. At which point, <laughs> the organisers turned my mic off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is great. So that was quite. Uh, yeah, that's beautiful. That was quite a tough one. That's never happened to me at corporate. That's a win for you. <laughs> but it's so funny, isn't it? When you go down, it's quite often the case. You go down to Park Lane, yeah, and they take you into this huge room. Everyone's in black tie, the chandeliers, 
and you very quickly come to recognise that that is not a shiny, happy place to be. No, no, no. It's a, it's a hard crucible. It really, really tough, tough, can be really tough room. You're being paid to, to, you know, the reason it's big money is because you're being paid to have people not listen to you or yes. talk all the way through you. Or yeah. It's not... A, cut your mic off. Cut, cut well, your means of communication. <laughs> it's like, but it was... Uh, I'm getting more, you get more robust as you get older, don't you? Because the corporates, they're only for a certain period of time and then you leave them and you're no longer there. Yeah, yeah. And that, you just get quicker at just realising yeah. that, don't you? But also there's a funny kind of yin-yang comedy where the gigs, when you start to realise what's difficult about a certain type of gig is when you start getting good at it. Yes, yes. Yeah, you, you, you start to get better in those environments. I mean, I bet, you wouldn't, I bet that wouldn't happen to you at corporate now. No, you kind of learn from it in spite of yourself. Well, the Norwegian corporate's a good example because it was tough, but I just slowed right down yeah. and looked like I was having a great time. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the promoter was like, that was great because I know, I know it was hard, yeah. but you just, you just looked like you're having fun. You do what needs to be done. But the professionalism needed to look like you're having fun when you aren't. Yes. It's pretty high, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> well, uh, comedy's a very pure form. I think we're just slapping it out there and, you know, we'll be, some, we'll be telling jokes we've told before. But it's you out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't hide behind the song or the script. It's, it's just... It's pretty, it's pretty raw, isn't it? Yeah. So that's what they're paying you for when you do a corporate, is to just to slice off that top layer of skin. Yeah. Yeah, it just got flayed. And then I came back... flayed before Christmas. Oh, that's, that's great. great. Then I came back another five o'clock start and then I had to drive to Liverpool and back on Saturday. Oh, God. Which were great gigs, actually. Good. So it was Hot all good. water. It wasn't, it was uh, laughter. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was beautiful. It was, it was nice. I actually, every now and again, I get a week where it's really, really busy. Yeah. And I really like it, but only because it's so unusual. Yeah, right. You don't <laughs> Normally, want it all the time. Yeah, it's like an insight into what really busy people do every what, week. What? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like I, do, I think I agree. I think you kind of, because you get up to the speed of it, don't you? Yes, you do. You start to enjoy it. A couple of years ago, I went to the Edinburgh Festival. I was doing three shows and I was training for an autumn marathon. Yeah. And I kind of decided to lean into the wind and accept any other gig I got as well. Yes. And it just became, you know, every couple of hours... Just I think, so what do I have to do next? Yes. Got to be yeah. here, got to do that, got to yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, you know, for a month. Yeah. And you do, it's good for you. You, you get just, into a rhythm of... Uh, you do. You realise what you can achieve. Yeah. And then it goes away and you stop and you realise what you can not achieve. Before you slide back into yeah, your usual... Yeah, even better. Yeah. <laughs> Torpor. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've tried to, since that summer, I've tried to have, to be like that in life, without the deadlines of it you know a bit busier yeah and the kind of make a lesson think what can i do now yes even yeah, yeah. when you haven't got a deadline yeah it's the kind of i think maybe it's about getting older and realizing you haven't got as much time left <laughs> right. is it like i want to get more out of this day what can i get out of this as opposed to oh what do i have to do in this day yeah that's right you get into let's and rinse it, it you know? do it later yeah you know, i had a guy in the front row the other day and i was doing a Played the bass line to Sheik's Good Times. Yeah. You know, boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And I started in on Rapper's Delight. Yeah. Set a hip, a harp, and then the joke is that I can't do it, right? Yeah. 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 This guy in the front row was doing it, and he knew it perfectly. 
And uh, I said, oh, you do it. I was going to give him the mic. Yeah. Massive cheer. The room was desperate to hear this guy do it. Brilliant. And he's, no, don't do it. Oh. <laughs> and I said, what he said? I said, he said, I wouldn't do it even if you gave me 150 quid. I was like, no one's offering you that. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny, but I was genuinely saying to him, mate, there's no way you're not going to regret this later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Windows yeah, yeah. of Opportunity close again. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can just, you can piggyback my show. You can take these 400 people. Yes. Do something. You've shown that you can do. Be the staff. And they'll all love you. I can't understand why he didn't do it. I can't, I can't give a head nerves. Was he just... Did he nervous, just I suppose. Nervous? Yeah. It's just right there, you know. It's like saying, here's the football on the penalty spot. The goalie's going to stand over to the side there. You know, you've already showed us that you're possibly I can't good at do it. It's pressure. But it's a sudden onset of pressure, isn't it? Yeah. The difference between choosing to do it for a laugh and then having to do it. And I think, I don't know how old this guy was. Right. But I think you're right about you. I think that you get to a certain age, then one, you think... This opportunity is not going to happen again. This is a good moment, you know. Yeah. And two, you know, it doesn't matter that much. Yes, yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. He wasn't that young. We had, so, a, we had a classic one in uh, Singapore of how, like, uber, uber first world problems, how often things you pay for don't necessarily make things better. Yeah. Cause, so we're going through uh, checking with the... Uh, with McIntyre for not the... Not now, uh, we're going through Millfields Park right now. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing that. We're not checking <laughs> in now. So you're checking, sorry. We're checking at Singapore Airlines. Yeah. And of course, it's, it's first class, whatever. So he gets, so, he gets sort of VIP first class. Yeah, yeah. So you know when you're normally checking just with everyone else and you can buy anything whenever you want and sit down and just chill out and it might be busy, but there's a certain freedom within it. Yes. And then you go to first class and it's... And it's great because there's food everywhere, but it's all free. Yeah. And really nice quality, and you can have whatever you want and drinks, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then they took us through to the Singapore private VIP room. Yeah. And it's just leather chairs and panelled walls and really rich oil paintings. Yeah. And no food or drink no, or anyone around. Like a cell. Yeah, so you're just like waiting really for people. Cell. You're waiting for people to, to serve you <laughs> who aren't there. Yep. And you can't get anything. It was just so funny. It's just so funny. You can't complain because you've been given. No, because you're in VIP. Because you're yeah, getting the best right. treatment. It's just hilarious how sometimes that works out. You know. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the it's we funny. talked about it before that I saw it again the other day, the Frasier episode. Yeah. Where his neighbour gets an invitation to a invitation. I said that my son does. Invitation to this club called La Porte d'Argent. Yeah. And uh, so Frazier goes down and says, oh, I've been invited to join this club. And, no, no, I don't think that's you. But anyway, they blag their way in. And uh, they absolutely love it. They have these, it's a health spa. Right. They have these incredible treatments. And they're so happy and rubbing money at it. Frazier and Nars. Yeah. And then they see someone going through the golden door. And they say, what about in there? Oh, so that's uh, ready for top members, you know. But they blag their way through the golden door. Yeah. And it's even better. It's like a fake Caribbean. Right. And then they see someone go through the next door. And they go, we've got to go through there. So they've gone through the silver door and the gold door. Yeah. And they go through the last door and they're like, oh, so bright. Can't let my eyes adjust. They've been having the eye treatments and stuff. Yeah. And they realise they're in the alley <laughs> by the bins. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny, but it's like a little kind of, of course, sorcery and tale of yes. greed and pursuit. Always wanting more. We just got down to the, the canal. <laughs> up the steps over the canal. Very it's nice. The England's Rose Pub. It's not called that. It's called something like that. 
something princessy. Buying this room, whatever. Give me what I'm getting. Second bird, a bird, a bird. Hey, thanks everyone for our birthday wishes. For the hundredth birthday wish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so lovely. It's so nice. So many of you got in touch. Just sort of like happy hundredth and then long messages about the part we've played in your running the last this couple of years. It's really nice, isn't it, when people have. Uh, there's been some nice longish messages. Yeah, and we about really appreciate people. it. It's, it's so nice to hear what you're up to. It's it is. Brilliant. I mean, as as you've said more than us, and that's also someone said who just started listening to us, who was only listening to podcasts anyway. What we appear to be getting with this is that we're all running together. You know, it's like a virtual running club where we're all talking to each other about what we're up to and everything, and we really appreciate it. So thanks for sending it back. Because then it's a dialogue, isn't it? It's lovely, yeah. It's lovely. People have been giving me tips on ultras and what to do. Oh, hey up. Not get run over before. Not get run over before. Bike coming up behind us and they're robbing on the path in front of us. (laughs) Not get get run over. Um, Rucksacks. Yeah, not rucksack. What do you call it? Call it a hydration pouch. Yeah. Rehydrating bag with a thing. I know I'm probably not going to get any of that stuff. <laughs> it's just like a long run. I mean, you've got food, you've got feed stations. What, what more do you need? <laughs> I like the way you just slightly clicked in northernness one more yeah. notch. And then I'm just going to buy some kindling on the way around. To, uh, I just collapse, Rob. I got to 36 miles and I'm not walking. I'm not walking. Collapse. Everyone's saying uh, walk up the hills. Of course, I've already decided I'm not going to walk up the hills. I, well, I, heard, I read that. It's like, yeah, you've got to walk sometimes. I think he's not going to do that. Well, we'll see. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure, I'll, sure I'll, I'll walk. I'll run till I can. And I have to say, you know, when we went out in Birmingham, I was like, yeah, I'll do that too. But, you know, I really want to do this next London Marathon and Morning Magpie. And then as well I think I might have to face up to the fact that, I, that I'm... Uh, that the distance is getting a bit beyond my feet. Yeah. We'll see, you know, because I, I feel fit and I think I've got pace. I just think that, uh, yeah, we'll see. But for you guys, I will run until I'm on bloody stumps. Well, I'm not That's sure. a nice thought, isn't it? Also, there's no uh, shame in running shorter distances quick. Exactly. There's a lot I mean, of fun people to be do. Had. That's all I did this summer. I yeah. just ran short distances a bit quicker. Yeah. And it was a laugh. Yeah. I've got to get some of those. That guy just... Those are They've got like the long... Compression socks. Compression socks. And I've got this terrible one on my uh, left leg, the varicose veins. Have you seen them? Look at the back of that. I've seen the veins, yes. You've and had those for the, one. Yeah. And when the weather was cold last week... Right. Oh, they itch. They itch on the, they, they itch on the they, inside. Do they really? That's a nice thought, isn't it? Oh, oh. oh it's getting exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners will note that... Paul is the less relaxed of us when the cyclist comes from behind. So your, v- your veins itch? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Deeply in the leg. Oh, my goodness. So you go to scratch on the surface. <laughs> you can't. You need to dig your fingers in. <laughs> Get underneath the tubes. <laughs> <laughs> Happy listening, guys. It's just that old, isn't it? It's starting to... Gonna have to I'm definitely going to have to do some strength stuff for this matter, for the ultra. Yeah. And oh, he yeah. said for the 50th time, yeah, but what without you, doing any kind of strength. Well, have you got any closer to what your training schedule is going to be for the first four months of next year? Because at the end of this year, we're going to do our new year run again and do, like, sum it up and make a plan. Because yeah. we did that this year and it was useful. So you don't have to commit to this. I'm going to be chasing you down. No, no. But I've, have you got any closer? Yeah, it's just uh, same as marathon okay. training, really. Yeah. 
But maybe try to stick in a longer run on Wednesdays as well. Yeah, yeah. So Wednesdays and Sundays. Yeah. Long runs. And then as the ultra gets closer, put in long runs Wednesdays and Thursdays. Yeah, yeah. Back to back. That's interesting because you're getting a lot of distance there. Yeah. But what about, is that what you mean by strength training? Are you going to do anything more left? Oh, no, I might do do the odd plank and press-up. I mean, I'm going to have to, really. Yeah, I think you, it, you with the press-ups, I would say do more than one. Yeah, just do, just well, if you do one right, just do one really formically correct Yeah, a month. I suppose <laughs> just that's the sort of plank is. It's yeah. a really, really slow press-up. Yeah. <laughs> we like him. There's a guy with a <laughs> scarf around his face on his bike. Singing... <laughs> <laughs> So have you got any, like, park runs or anything before Christmas? No, because I'm trying to not run. Right. I'm trying to heal these feet. But um, literally today, I'm back because I'm, I can't be not running anymore. I'm losing my sense of self. But you're, so, down, but you're, gonna, you're gonna just run once a week with me, sort of. Yeah, and I'll probably run twice a week or two or three times, which just take it really easy. Right. Try and do a bit of treadmill, a bit of soft surfaces. Yeah. And just try and get to the point where January the 1st, pop, I'm off. You know, really kind of reaffirm my vows. I've got this picture in my head of a kind of Superman. Yes. Uh, by April. But that's really easy when you're also sitting at home drinking and eating yeah. leftovers from a it's great very to, flatulent roast. It's really easy to visualise how fit one owns. Yeah, be. yeah, yeah. That, that one's own ultimate fitness, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Well, in a way, it's almost worse when you've actually <laughs> achieved it in the past. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. what you do is you remember that it happened. You don't remember how hard it was. Well, so you look back and go, oh, yeah, I could do that because I did that. thing is, I do remember how hard it is when you're really training hard yeah. for a marathon. And you're tired a lot of the time, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes you're so tired you can't sleep, you're so tired. That's right, and your legs It gets really hard. Work. Your legs, legs are just burning all the time. My legs still pop with cramp in the night. Right. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. I haven't even been running. Yeah. Um, it's just getting old. But um, yeah, but it's interesting what you said, because you just talk about running more and more miles. You, you ran lots of miles before. Yeah. You're going to need some new ankles. Yeah, well, I'm going to need... Your lone press-up is... Uh, I'm going to need... Betrays to, a lack of commitment. I do think most... I do think... Most of being good at running long distances is running long distances. Yeah, I know. Yeah, um, that's, that's just as. Um, and I'm only newly coming to that. I mean, on my plan from January. If your body can take it, of course. Your body's yeah. got to take it. Well, I want to start. I want to start at 25 miles a week. Yeah. And then go up in two and a half mile increments. Yeah. To, uh, you know. However. A 50 mile week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then see. I mean, if you look at that on the over the year. That should lead to a point where the long, the massive mileage weeks last a couple of weeks. Yeah. I need to throw a little net of distance over the marathon. Yeah. And uh, and get some speed in there as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a few racing before. But, but unlike you, I also want to, I'm more used to, you know, I've got to get back to my press-ups and my planking. Are we, we're going to be doing the bath, the bath half. Yes. That'll be a good pre- preparation run. And uh, someone got in touch about the Canuck Chase 10K, which what? I really... It was Kev, wasn't it? What date is it? It's at the beginning of August. So I think it's just playing out. I've forgotten that. So you'll have to go instead. Yeah, if, so I'm, we'll if, see, I'm, I'm, if I'm around, I'll definitely do that. I'm not, in, I'm not committed to Edinburgh yet. Right. But the current plan is that I'll be doing the first half of the Edinburgh Festival. Really? So that blows out August. You're thinking of... 
running, you're thinking of doing a show for two weeks. Yeah, I'm going to do a show because I'm supposed to be touring. Again, there's more commitment being betrayed here. Right. But the plan is, I'm going to do a new show, Earworm. Yes. Launch it at the Edinburgh Festival. Like it. Um, and also do my Beat This up there. And then go on tour in the autumn. That sounds good fun. Yeah. Well, if, if, if it works out date-wise, I'd love to do another... Edinburgh Festival jaunt with you. Oh yeah, we should if totally that would do work. That. Just someone, that, someone who got in touch with yeah, saying a few like those. Yeah, I'm sure we can Hoover up some more. Yeah, um, we've never run with Shappy, have we? She no. likes to run. She likes to run. Yeah, she. Have you been watching? No, no. But she's I haven't. Good. I haven't she's seen since I was away. Yeah. yeah, she's come home. Yeah. yeah. I missed it. I missed her eviction. This is nice. This is near the start of the Hackney Park Run, isn't it? That's right. And the Hackney Half Marathon, in fact. Right. We're out on the uh, Hackney Marshes. Beautiful. Here he is, look. The footballer back at the football Where pitch. we used to play football, yeah. You're like a salmon swimming upstream. Bocker. Bocker seniors we used to play here. Incredibly in. irritating dog barking over there. <laughs> so, I'm basically having a kind of accidental stalk moment with that young comedian we were talking about. Oh, yes. <laughs> we, really? did, we did a gig in Hanwell the other night. Yeah. Down the bear cut in Hanwell. Yes. It's, it's okay. okay. It's not bad. It's very. It's really old school. For it's quite it local, was. isn't it? You get there, you're above a pub. The people who run the gig are old. Yeah. The people who come to the gig are old. And it's lovely that it's still there, because it's very much like gigs. It was one of the first gigs I did, that one, actually. Yeah. yeah. But good. equally, it's a bit of a museum piece. And it's in Hanwell. I went through Ealing. When yeah. I grew up, because I'm from West London, yeah. Ealing was posh. Yeah. We used to go to Ealing and go, and go to all the lovely shops. You know, it was like, ooh, yes. that's Bond Street. I was in Ealing on Friday, Saturday night. Friday night. It was not posh. No, no. It was uh, quite young and, f- and quite feisty. Yeah, and loads of homeless people. Right, really? It, oh was, it, was, it was a little bit post-apocalyptic out there. Yeah. Got to tell you. And then from the gig in Hamworth, oh yeah, I know this area, this is where my nan used to live. And then I look right and he said, yeah, that's, that's the hospital where I last saw my nan. Yeah, great, it's pretty dark over there. Yeah, <laughs> I tend to associate Ealing with speed awareness courses. Right. That's where I tend to go every couple of years. Yeah, nice. So didn't you do the gig in Manchester with him as well recently? Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. And then I was in a Nando's, and I've never been to a Nando's. I went into a Nando's to use the toilet with my daughter. Nando's. He was in there as well. <laughs> Nando's. But I swear that's, it's what the young people do, isn't You've it? You've never been Nando's. My kids also, love Nando's. Not just young people, my Nando's. Yeah, <laughs> Nando's. Nando's, Nando's. I've got nothing against Nando's, don't get me wrong. I just haven't been. Because, yeah. you know, it doesn't fit our food. No, it's not. Uh, no. It's not your lifestyle. Well, you know, I go to Wagamama and go my burger kitchen. It's the same thing. Same thing. This is nice. We haven't run around it for a while, have we? No, it's lovely. Yeah. It's really quiet. It's funny because it's not that cold now. It's definitely December. That blast of cold weather put everyone in the mood. Yeah. And it's really dark and grey. It's mild. It's beautiful, yeah. And there's no, not really many people about. People have been beaten back. So do you, do you feel ready for Christmas? It's funny the end of years, isn't it? You feel like you're sort of want to finish strong. I don't know how you feel. I still feel there's a bit of unfinished business before the year end, sort of 
admin and kind yeah, yeah. of project wise just bits of work to do here and yeah, there so I, can, I so, I can, so I can hit Christmas in good faith sort of. yeah absolutely I think work wise I have got a bit of that and it's quite good in fact it's that pace we were talking about earlier I had such an intense November yeah because I had the New York and then the store weekends, and then uh, my birthday. Yeah. And then. Um, what did you do on your birthday? Did you go out? I, I had the friends over on the Sunday, and then my birthday was on the Tuesday. It was right. good. It was uh, with the Apollo on the Thursday, and the comedy store the weekend before that. You know, it's like a week-long festival. Yes. Yeah. But also, there's been heavy stuff. You know, a couple of relatives have died, and yeah, you've had other really shenanigans. Really it's really just intense. intense highs and lows. Yeah, and um, which makes you miss running a bit more, doesn't it? Absolutely, you need yeah. it for the for the therapy. For the release, yeah. Absolutely, and you know, and also, yeah, just eating and drinking without um, compunction. And yeah. uh, but the nice thing about it is, I've come into December, and I just assumed all along that then that would kind of wind down a little bit. And actually, that's not the case at all. I'm rushing around. I did a, a couple of interesting radio things going on this I week. I saw that, yeah. And. Uh, and then, uh, you know, rushing to... I've got one of those corporates we were talking about. Yeah. Sounds quite nice, but we'll see. And, uh, Bit of money. you know, so maybe it'll wind down. But like you say, I feel like there's a few boxes I need to tick. And maybe I can balance it out and say, OK, well, I'm not training that much. Yeah. But I need to do this, that, this and this. I've got busy... This It's busy this week and sort of next week. But from the 18th onwards, I've only got two gigs up last week before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So that's quite nice, actually. And around that time, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. It is. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot like Christmas. Take Bonnie shopping. Yep. Go to the carol nights and do all that Get kind George. of Christmassy stuff. Yes, who's back? Yeah. George is back. Oh, George. You're going to take the piano up and bring him home. George has been having a bit of a... 
he's just been having, he's just been struggling a bit really with his, with being away, going out a lot. Yeah. Then finding it hard to sleep. Right. And then just starting to worry and panic a bit. Yeah. Just being on his own suddenly. It's, it, I think it's. I think it's quite tough being away for the first time, especially that first term. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone goes out all the time. That's right, and, and it's quite. They haven't learned to pace themselves yet. They haven't learned to pace themselves, and at the same time, you're not home, so you don't get that kind of deep rest and food and yeah, yeah, you yeah. know comfort that you get at home. Well, it is. I think hopefully it'll come home Christmas. I remember that that thing of going away, and also when I used to tour when I was kind of in my early twenties, you come home and sleep. Yes. Six weeks worth of sleep. No, you absolutely you do. You go to bed and do the deepest 13 hours yes. you've ever no, done. No, you absolutely do. Here we are in the woods. Happy marshes. No, you do. So I think he's missing home. I think he's holding on a bit till yeah. the end of the first term, really. Yeah, fair enough. It's close yeah. now. Yeah. And I chat to other people. They say, oh, I used to come home every, I came home every weekend when I was a student for the first term. And yeah. A lot of people have little wobbles. Yeah. So he's fine, but he's finding it a little bit tricky. And he's right in that moment. Isn't he? I mean, hopefully... Touch wood, it'll never be that hard again. It's this is this is moment. He's three I think it is. Way through I think the it first is. Term. Da, da, da. I think it is, yeah. Before they're all confident and secure enough to say, Do you know what? I'm not coming out tonight. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's not, think, they're not there yet. No, I think I was, I think it was about 27 before. I <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some, I know people in their 50s who are out at that stage, yeah, but right. it's uh, well, yeah, we both p- picked a job. Which keeps that dream alive, haven't we? Well, we've also picked a job, thankfully, which means that we don't go out no. that much, no, which is great. I just saw a robin in the trees there. I'm talking to the, it's great how many robins you see at Christmas. It all makes sense. Yeah. But um, on the advent calendar yesterday morning, mm. two robins on the branch, two little robin red breasts. Yeah. You wouldn't see that. They're just they're extremely territorial. Are they really? They wouldn't be on the branch together. If they're on the branch together, they'd be going, It's my branch! And the other one would be going, It's my branch! I, I assume you wrote a letter to the company? Yes. <laughs> regarding Dear Father Christmas, <laughs> yeah, regarding I'm not concerned with material goods, <laughs> yeah. but I was opening one of your so-called doors. <laughs> regarding your pictorial representation of the two robins on the branch, accurate question mark? <laughs> Here's one. Plot spoiler, right? Yeah. It's a new thing going around that Leonardo DiCaprio could have just got on the door with Kate Winslet and they'd have both been fine. Yes. And people just put that out as if they'd been really clever and kind of solved Titanic. Yeah. I find this deeply tiresome. Because one, obviously there's been talk about how it would just be a much more rubbish story if that was the case. Of course, yes. But specifically, it's addressed in the film. He tries to get on. He can't. He can't. It doesn't work. Yes. So this, it's just a completely fake bit of cleverness. I, it's absolute nonsense, yeah. yeah. It's like saying, if I rule the world, this is what would have happened. Yeah, yeah. You can't argue with the... It doesn't clash with the logic of the film. No. It's totally in keeping with the moment. Exactly. And then, so it's all this, and then people arguing about whether <laughs> Die Hard's a Christmas film. I find this kind of irritating pop culture snarkiness, which, you know, I'm, I'm not out of the woods. I like, I've got opinions and all this stuff. Yeah. But I find it the same. When it gets kind of mean and pointless and point scoring Yeah, it's, it's, it's... And it reminds me of the politics. Yeah. I just want to stand up above the internet and say, come on, guys. What are we all talking about here? Yeah, it's just... It's, it's, it's called pathetic, isn't it? Yeah. It's pathetic. It'd be, it'd be really good to spend less time on 
social media next Absolutely. year. That's a big thing for me. I plan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to in fact, I might, put time. A, I might might do an update about it. I'm tweeting that right now. Yeah. Because I do think it's just not working on some level. But it's funny when people say, "That's it. I'm not. I'm going off social media now." It's like, well. You're posting now. Yeah, those people who announce it. <laughs> if I do go off, I'm not going to announce it on social media. <laughs> I love it, though, as well. You know, I feel more like... I feel more exasperated. Because I love it. I love that kind of sense of being in a community. I mean, look at I that. like it with running commentary. Exactly. I like it. I like it with that. But you saw that's the how it should all work. And, yes. That's how conversations about diehard should also work. Yeah. I don't need to be in a club. It's great that we're all talking about running. But that's like what we do, you know, when we talk to people that we know through running commentary and we talk about runs, that's great. But we don't have to talk about runs. And we don't start rowing. No. <laughs> we don't Can you imagine? trying to score points. Can you imagine if it got really rowy on running commentary? Yeah, that's right. God, that'd be awful. Well, we just wouldn't do it, would we? No, no. <laughs> Absolutely you know, not. It reminds me of that gig, uh, the uh, Raw with Laughter. Um, there was a, the raffle. Right. And I mean, it's a fun thing. I, like, I always like to. Raffles can be really dull. Yeah. So as a compa, you want to sell it, you know, and it's all pantomime and stuff. Right. And uh, so you say it's green, it's, you know, three, three, six, two, you know. Right. So you're gradually knocking off parts of the audience. It's exciting, potentially. Also kind yeah. of silly exciting, you know. And then someone doesn't win, boos. And you go, no, 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 that's it. Don't boo. <laughs> We're having fun together here, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You don't boo the winner. That's yeah. the wrong kind of energy. Yeah. The words I used on Thursday were, let's not make it another Palestine. But you don't yeah. need, to go, <laughs> need to go that deep. Um, now, I've got something to ask you. Go on, man. You know, I was talking about them. People coming to the store, right? Yeah. For example, my neighbours came, which are very nice. Of them. Right. They came and I didn't know they'd come, didn't see them there. Yeah. I saw one of them a week later. She well said, done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were in the comedy store. On the same night they were in, my brother came to the comedy store. Right. So guess where he's at? Right at the front? Right in the middle of the front row. <laughs> Oh, that's outrageous. Who does that? That's crazy. <laughs> he did apologise. Yeah. And if you're listening now, John, it's absolutely fine. I believe you that there weren't any other seats. <laughs> <laughs> that's so tough, though, isn't it? What's that about? Yeah. I found out because the compare was saying, said, what's your name? John. Ooh. Ooh. That's interesting. Where are you from? Richmond. Oh, Ooh. here we go. <laughs> looked, at the, looked at the little monitor looked in the dressing the room. There he is. the head. Front and centre. <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, if you're... That's a little... That's, that's, you don't do that. But he did. He did. And, and was it, was it okay? Came was along. It? Very nice. We had a good time. And was it okay during the gig? Was yeah, it? it was. Did you reference the fact that it was your brother? No, but I, I, I didn't at all. Right. So I thought that would get weird, but I needed to check in with him. Yeah. In the end, it was the other comedians. Because... Uh, uh, we were talking before Uncle Mike Wilmot was there. I've got to see yes. this. Mikey. Uncle hey Mike. Mike. So they were all quite gleeful. Yeah. Hanging around the back to see what I would do. But the way it worked in the end, I went out and, <laughs> and I did my first thing. A punchline of which is my dad's got Parkinson's. Yeah. And everyone hey, like that. Well, like, ooh, like yeah. that. And in that moment when the whole room was dealing with the joke. I just kind of raised an eyebrow to my brother and he was like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So then we were all right. That's funny. So it was fine. But it's funny because you've, you've got to have a bit of a moment, if only with him, 
to recognise that he's there to relax you. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it? It's that moment of saying, like, I've, I've, I've seen you, you've seen me, and here we go. Yeah, but I might not necessarily be myself for the next 20 minutes. Yeah, I'm a bit too busy for that. Yeah, but yeah. You can't pretend, because then it's just fake. It's like those, yeah. you know, there are some top comedians, uh, successful guys who get work all the time. And when you see them live, they look out above the audience to a fictional audience. Yes, yeah. I can't be doing with that. Yeah. You've got to try and look at them, even if it's a dark space. Yeah. You think about where they are and try and look at where their faces would be. Sometimes you sometimes you get some people's resting faces. Oh, more your hat. We found it at last, your hat. Oh, brilliant. Great. You Pop it on. It for Swark. See if it is your one. Does it fit? It's, yeah, that's it. It's been missing for so long. Down the allotment. <laughs> allotment hat. <laughs> that's perfect. Perfect yeah. allotment fashion. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually left it there for the real owner. Some people's resting face is more challenging than others, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, because I, I often aim slightly above their heads. Yeah, yeah. Just imagining I'm in a bigger room than the one you I'm go, in. You can go further back. That's right. That's but then, no, it's the and then, and then you see that quizzical expression. What's he on about? <laughs> Who is this? Is this comedy? <laughs> is this comedy? Yeah. What? You just check your watch there. What time is it? What, what have we got? Where are we at? And how far have you gone? To, or are you measuring well, distance? Well, no, because I went. I'd, I'd gone two clicks. I'd gone two clicks already. A bit more, but uh, we haven't gone far. We've gone about seven kilometres. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> seven point two kilometres. <laughs> so about basically, you're measuring it in kilometres, but you don't really know. It's about four are. miles. Yeah, four and a bit miles. <laughs> Together. 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 When the evening comes, are you listening to the Christmas music in your house? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. My wife's decided that she wants to slightly rearrange the house before Christmas, which is a bit irritating. So there's going to need to be a bit of. These people set that thing, don't they? Like we'll meet up before Christmas. We'll do this before Christmas. Yeah. And she set herself. Let's totally rearrange the kitchen before Christmas. You need to specify Just when you don't want to be doing it. That's going to get yeah. pretty messy. It's have only got, a couple of weeks away now. Have you got a bit of a party season going on? Have you got sort of social things happening? Well, again, we're trying to sort them out, but we've got to go to some... There's some funerals before. So, you know, that kind of puts a yes. spanner in those works. Yeah. But, yeah, we've got a plan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a pretty dirty look that woman gave us. Did she? Took the bad audiences. The guy gave us a smile and a nod. We were going along the path and they going across it. Yeah. She obviously was planning on ignoring us completely, but one, because we were running towards her, we got two her pretty yes. And two, she was distracted by our headsets. Yeah. So she gave us this look. She was just... Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> she was just distracted by our vibes. Yeah, she's just like... giving out the vibes. She looked, but actually, she's turned. She's running with us. Yeah, she's chasing us. You're she's welcome. Chasing. Yeah, yeah. Join us. I've got to catch up on all the films my family have seen that I haven't seen. Right. That's what I need to do. I saw a few, a few movies on the, the way over. I saw Big Sick. Oh, yeah. I saw Lion. Big Sick's supposed to be good. Was it good? Big Sick was good, yeah. A bit long, but it was good. It was really good. He doesn't like a short film, does he? Judd Apatow. Yeah, he likes it. Not much discipline there. He likes it long, but but you get some really good moments within that. Yeah, yeah. I really liked it. And then uh, Lion. What's Lion? Lion's probably one of the weepiest films I've seen in recent years. Oh, it's, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal trying to walk. 
No, it's, no. it's about a kid who becomes estranged from his family. Right. Set in India. Oh, oh, oh with Nicole Kidman. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. What was the one I was thinking of? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really true good. True story. Based on a true story. True story. Really yeah. moving. Yeah. Don't watch unless you're prepared to weep. Yeah. Like a child. On a plane. Yeah, it's, ama- it's amazing. And then I saw Dunkirk. Yeah, and as well. Which is brilliant. I've heard mixed reports on that one. Oh, I really enjoyed it. It would have been better, obviously, in a cinema, but it's still really good. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, the screens on Singapore Airlines are almost cinema size. Yeah, and, uh, and Dunkirk is also based on a true story, I've heard. No. Yeah. Really? That really happened. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Oh, my God. The soundtrack's incredible. All good. And then I, saw, I ended up getting locked into watching loads of Kirby Enthusiasms and realising how brilliant it is. Yeah, yeah. I so rarely see it, but when I do... Just wild. I don't think I've ever seen it properly, but I know it's good. You know. Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. Silly of me. There'll be someone somewhere going, oh, you idiot. No, no, it's like me with Game of Thrones. I'm kind of waiting till I'm ill to watch it. Yeah. Till I can't escape. You get so late to, that you, you've, you've, you've left it so long, you, can't, you feel like you can't start with it. Yeah, exactly. Also, but you should watch it soon because uh, winter's coming. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you ever watched it? Nope. It's just when it first came along, it looked rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not interested. I'm happy to be wrong about that. I don't normally watch those fantasy things, which I know sounds very small-minded of me, but I know I've got to... Uh, I've heard so much, so many good things about it. I'm not really into... Uh, potentially, again, I haven't seen it, so I can't offer any criticism, but I am at the outset Yeah. as a bit of a right honour. I'm not comfortable with the... Uh, with the kind of the role of women within Game of Thrones. It sounds like it's some fairly... Uh, uh, yeah, I haven't seen enough of it. Entertainment. Yes. You know, basically, rape is entertainment. Yeah. In context, in a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you've still got to watch that, haven't you? Particularly yeah. in a fantasy. Yeah. You talk about how sexy it is, and I'm pretty sure it isn't 21st century consensual sex every step of the way. And that doesn't, the idea of watching that doesn't thrill me. But again, I have respect for the show. I'm sure it works. It doesn't make me want to put it on. Yes, yeah, that's right. Particularly in this day and age. That guy, the US senator who, who got off with a 14-year-old. Not, not alleged, he did. Yeah, Roy Moore. Yeah, he's yeah. back, he's back. Got him back in. Yeah. And uh, they've totally got in the ban on those six Muslim countries as well. They've got the ban out, haven't yeah, they? Yeah, it's proper. It's the, like, right. the thing that was... People that said was some countries, huge protests all around America. That it was pushing through. Yeah, quietly. Uh, that's through now. Well, yeah. It's only six countries, so that's much less racist. Is it a, an outright ban? Or what, yeah, what you is can't it? come from those countries into America. If that's where you're from, you can't come in. Right. So it's like saying, I don't know what the countries are. It's like saying, oh, you're from Yemen. You're yeah. a terrorist. Yeah. You know, it's not right. It's not right, Paul! No, it's not right, no, no. But, you know, it's a new year soon, everything's going to be great. <laughs> are, you I, sure it's, you can't, are you sure it's not just a, there's a time where you can't come in, or is it... A, a, I'd be surprised if it's an outright ban. Well, I think it's a bigger ban than you'd think. Yeah. It's that political, you know. I, I got in trouble with the whole uh, um, animals thing. Right. And I did find this out from the internet, but it's a new story on the internet. And I, I remember the words blanket ban. Right. So, you know... Beyond yeah. that, I'll let you do the homework. I'm happy to be wrong. Yeah. I'd like to be wrong. Yeah. But it's not so healthy. I don't get... I don't know how he's still there. Well, it's, just, it's all kinds of wrong. It's like a different set of rules. You know? 
It's all about economics, isn't it, with them? Yeah. If he delivers to the people who voted him in, he will, he will, he'll stay in. Yeah. But also, I think beyond that, you could, they can lie about the economics. It's like what you were saying the other day about how, you know, he wants to do a good job. So that's the kind of hope. But yeah. he can frame a bad job as a good job. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but equally, but, he can tell America but people, he's doing a good job and they'll hear it and believe him. But people go through the lived experience, ultimately, I think. Yeah, yeah but that takes time, doesn't it? You know what I mean? It, that, if the community is saying it's great and you're the individual within that community who's losing out, no one knows you're losing out. So I don't think he even has to deliver. He just has to give the appearance of delivering. Mm, I don't know. I think people are a bit, sh- bit sh- I, I do think people are a bit sharper than that in terms of their own life. I think it depends where they're getting the news. Yeah. You know? I think if you live in middle America and you watch Fox News, then uh, how are you going to find out? You know but, what I mean? It's, uh, but you find out with your own life, don't you? Because of what happens to you. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, but it's got to reach saturation. I mean, that means that's what I mean. It's no. But, but it had reached it, it seems, doesn't it? Which is... But, you know, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. The main thing is that the Democrats need to sort themselves out and get someone who can properly challenge them, don't they? Yeah, that's right. It's a bit... Uh, Same as... A bit of a mess. Same, as Same with Labour a little bit. Although, you know, Corbyn's How's great. Corbyn's fine. Yeah, except he's pro-Brexit. I mean, an anti-Brexit Labour leader would be smashing it. Yes. Whether, whether we went on with Brexit or not, we need a dialogue in politics. Yes, and we yeah. haven't got one. Yeah. People who think and, the Brexit's and, a bad idea aren't represented in Parliament. And the polls are still pretty... Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. The polls are still pretty sharp, pretty close, aren't they, to yeah. say? The other day, <laughs> I heard someone saying on the radio that the, uh, the, uh, the, the remaining problem with Brexit is Ireland. It's like, no, it's not the remaining problem. <laughs> it's, it's a huge problem. Yeah. But they kind of found within that an opportunity to imply that everything else was fine. It was all set. You know, just these just these paddies making a fuss. It isn't quite the scenario, is it? I don't think anyone from any other European country would say that's the uh, well, only problem that's left. I think the Brexit, I think a lot of it is just it's fear, yeah, fear of the unknown, isn't it? Yeah. People, we don't know what it is. And people are scared. And I think some of the the sex stuff is a bit of a diversion from that a sort yeah. of thing that we can deal with yeah. as opposed to this thing that we can't and also you know like you say through the unknown but we need to have the what's that sorry something that squirrel was chucking bark at us can you see it chucking bark at us yeah i think it was deliberate it's not chucking bark down now well, I we think under that tree. That's from another podcast. I think he's marathon talk, isn't he, this guy? Oh, yeah, it's the he's marathon talk. Scuppers. It's one of the yelling operatives. He's hanging around here so that yeah. if a tree falls, he can yeah. see <laughs> I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Squirrels, there's two of them. That's what it is. They're yeah, working battle. as a team. Up we go. I like it. Up the hill. I just don't think they know what it is. Ooh. That's why I don't think it'll happen. I don't think I can. I just don't think they can make it work. That's my hope. Yeah, I think uh, the, the main problem, and the problem that's always been with it, is that people who have to enact Brexit don't want Brexit. Yeah. From the politicians have to do it to the civil servants have to do the yeah. cross the I's and dot the T's. Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone who knows how it would work wants it. Well, no one knows how it would work. Exactly. But I think that anyone who's even close to the uh, mechanics of it wants it. You know what I mean? It's, you know what I mean. Um, but I don't know. I could be wrong. The... 
you know, numbers out of context. The, the, I think that sooner or later, maybe I said this before, I think that people are very, <laughs> a little bit too relaxed about the word billion. Yeah. I think the news would sound a lot different if people said a thousand million yes, yeah. every time. You know, they say, well, Brexit's looking at costing 40,000 million pounds yeah. just to leave. You know, yeah. And this is for a government that when the uh, NHS asked for 4,000 million pounds, they said, no, we'll give you one and a half. But, the, the, but the, 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 that payout is done so that they feel they can progress with Brexit, isn't it? Yeah, but what's that? That's what I mean, what's that? That's, if we don't know what it is or what's going to happen afterwards, it's like saying, oh, yeah, well, we're paying for... It's, you're back to your magic sandwich. Do you want a ham and cheese sandwich? Do you want a magic sandwich? Of course you want a magic sandwich. What is the magic sandwich? Can't possibly tell you. No, but, but of course you can't because it's not there, though, is it? Yeah, but... So what, well, then what, why what are you it? suggesting? I'm suggesting we stay in the European Union. So you're suggesting another vote? I don't care. I don't need another referendum. I didn't want the first referendum. Right. That's where the dialogue is, where I have to kind of prove that we have to stay. And yet, if we're going, well, we'll see. You know, I think the first referendum was called in error. If it means having another referendum and, and that's how we do it, that's great. But yeah. as a citizen, I don't feel like the onus is on me to uh, demonstrate how Brexit is a bad idea yeah. when there's no evidence that it's a good idea. <laughs> and we've got a situation which was okay. It wasn't nearly as bad as they said. And it's already got much worse just from the referendum. You know? But then, I'm me, aren't I? I'm a vegan living in North London who likes to run and tell jokes. Yeah. I'm sure there's people listening who disagree with me wholeheartedly. But that's right. I just want Jeremy Corbyn to go, you're right, it's a bad idea. <laughs> but he thinks it's a good idea. He thinks it's a great idea. Yeah, he's always been anti-EU, hasn't he? That's right. But again, in a very kind of fluffy... It's all so theoretical. It's like, this is this. Yeah. This is happening now. You know, people are, people are on the breadline now. They want a happy life with being able to afford to live as soon as possible. Yeah. Not at some non unspecified future point where it's not entirely clear that their best interests are on the table anyway. That's not helping anyone. Particularly this time of year. Yeah. Do you not think there's something in us that likes to catastrophize instinctively yeah. about Brexit and Trump and all these? Do you not think that... Well, I think that it's the other way around. I think that we, we're living through a catastrophized situation. You know, I think that the, uh, the culture a couple of years ago convinced itself that Britain was in a state of misery and trouble when it wasn't. Right. And they kind of... It's like you're overtaking this white van, yeah. looking at it saying... Oh, that van's getting closer and closer. And you're looking at the van, and your hands are tipping towards the van. And you steer, we're steering towards the white van. It was fine. And I think you're right, we catastrophize, but we can turn that into a real thing if we work hard enough at it. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not invested in making Brexit work, because I honestly don't see how it can work. I have thought about it. It's not just yeah. broad stroke stuff. You know, it's a good market, Europe. Free movement of people is good. I'm not convinced that the basic concept exists as a good thing without racism, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know that people would disagree. I've had this conversation with uh, Gary Delaney. Yeah. You know, he knows his economics and he's a libertarian. And he's like, well, it can work. But even that model, the kind of pure economics-based model, is very... Um, 
theoretical. Like everyone in, in society has to get into line for the money thing to work, you know? And society's messier than that. There we go. Anyway, we're on it. Every time I hear Mariah Carey, I just drop in no Brexit. Instead of you. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is no Brexit. So if you can sort it out for me, that'd be great. Hold uh a letter for Santa. <laughs> First of all, read my earlier letter <laughs> with the two rubbers. The Robins, yes. <laughs> it's true that there's a lot going down. You might be catching me at a bad moment. No, 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 no. You're no, catching fine. life at a bad moment. Yeah. I don't think we can underestimate the whole, you know, the right wingery of Britain and the Trumpiness of the world right now. I think it's bad. I'd say the right wingery of Britain is less than the right wingery in France and Germany. Oh, right wingery of the world, basically. They're all different. It's all happening at once, isn't it? They're not as disconnected as I implied just then. Yeah. But I think it's true, and it comes, it trickles right down through, you know what I mean? I think it, I really do see a connection between Sanaki Titanic talk and Nigel Farage and various right wingers that you give us turning up on question time and everything. It's just everyone going, well, what, what, what if? I blame the internet, that's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, the internet's got a lot to do with it. Because, it's, because the thing that we like about running commentary, that people can get together with like minded interests and have fun works for every area. Yeah, yeah. So if you're an extreme, you know, right sure. winger with nationalistic, you know, BNP tendencies, yeah, yeah. you can find more mates than you used to be able to. Yeah, that's right. And you can create your own reality. And also there's that dis- disinhibition thing on the internet where you get more extreme than you maybe would in person. Yes. Because you're not picking up on behavioural cues and how people actually are. Yeah. So before you know it, you've gone really hate. Yeah, that's right. And then you're meeting up. And then, yeah. you, do you know what I mean? The, and and it right, escalates. Real. It escalates, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. What was just talk becomes a march. Yeah, it's like, it's like me with my ultra. Or a murder. It's like me with my ultra. Yeah, I mentioned it in passing. Before, you know, people are chipping in with I'm advice. Then I've entered it. Then, and then we're there. <laughs> we're there. We're running it. What am I doing at the start line? <laughs> but you're not doing the Britain First Ultra, are you? No. Good, good. I'm not doing that one, no. And the other thing is, and this is complicated, yeah. is the... Uh, the problem with impartiality that it means that it kind of almost inexorably means that all viewpoints get the same weight which sounds like the right thing but like when it's evolution or not or yes. racism or not yes. you start to get to a point where nothing means anything anymore. yes yeah 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 it's relativism or mad really yeah yeah that's where the BBC gets in trouble by putting Ann Coulter on yes you know because she's a hate speaker but they're like, well, we need a perspective on this. And I, I see where well, they're coming she, from. Did she talk about the Trump thing? The Trump yeah, they got her in as an opinion maker right. on, her, on, on today. Right. In Nick Robinson chatting to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gave her a hard time, but, you know, she's pretty... Uh, yeah. She's quite an angry woman. She gave yeah. as good as she got. You know? Yeah. Meanwhile, people all around Britain just go, why am I listening to this yeah. fascist? Well, she's not a fascist. She is a fascist. And that's another conversation with no end. Begins online. But hey, I don't think uh, I just don't see Trump as that dangerous. Ultimately, yeah. I just think I just think he's just a, a buffoon. It, it, it will pass. Yeah. No, I don't think he is a buffoon. I think he's quite intelligent, and I think you need yeah. to marshal forces against him in an intelligent manner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I don't, I don't think, think we need to panic about I think he's strong. I think he's stronger than people think. I don't think he's intelligent. I really don't. Intelligent people can string a sentence together. But also, the thing that my problem with him is, he's so awful. Just, if I saw him, if I'd never heard of him, yes. and he came in the room, yeah. I'd be like, oh, this guy. <laughs> I don't understand why the world doesn't feel the same way as me. Because, you know, I thought, honestly, it's not, this isn't an opinion based on where he's got to in politics or what he says. And, yeah. you know, I'm starting to sound pretty bigoty myself, but have you seen him? There. But there we go. And it's funny in comedy, isn't it? Because you can't do jokes about this stuff. What about it's Trump? Trump and Brexit. Because people are grumpy. It depends where you are, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, maybe if you've got the right joke. Yeah. But generally, I think that people are like, you know, the initial response to either subject is, ah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I think there's a lot of people who are over Brexit. I mean, Trump's a... <laughs> Autoparodic. Yeah. Have you heard any good jokes about him? About Trumpsy. It's a little. I haven't heard any good jokes, but I've heard him become part of people's parlance in terms of like a, a, a shot at America or something. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. A bit of a jibe. Oh, yeah. Well, I was on with uh, Abigail Shimon the other day, and she says, she's American, right? And she's right. been on a couple of minutes and she says, yes, I am. No, I didn't. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's good. Yeah. But then that's ultimately a joke about her and being American rather than him. Watch out. Woo, no, that's woo, good. Woo. So we've. Oh, I'm exhausted from talking about that stuff. Um, how's, your, how's your foot? Eh, aches in the middle, it's fine. Yeah. I've got to get back to that thing where you hurt when you're not running, it doesn't matter, does it? If you can run. Well, yeah, it's a, there's a case for total rest until it does just get better. I don't think... Uh, if you can do it. Yeah. I don't know, podcasts will get more boring. No, no, I know what you're saying, no, but... <laughs> A total rest and then just once a week we run on soft grass for a bit. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. I think because I haven't been taking any proper advice, someone did say to me the other day, you know, a good physio is not necessarily going to say don't run. Yeah. They say do this, do that, you know. Yeah. Ease up. Does it respond to manipulation? Um, I haven't manipulated it. Right. Are we still Some, talking about my foot? Yeah, sometimes the foot. <laughs> That's a relief. Sometimes foot's... Because uh, if that wasn't what you meant, yeah, you know, it, say it, it certainly it does. None of your business. <laughs> <laughs> it is Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but I had that with my... Uh, whatever it was, which wasn't as serious as yours, that little growthy thing, whatever it was, ganglion. Ganglion, yeah. Just you, you should respond to a bit of rigorous smashing. Yeah. I own a... Uh, Roller, ITB right. roller. Yeah. Which, of course, isn't just for your ITB. You can use it on any muscle. Right. It's in the cupboard under the stairs. Yeah. It's not really helping. Oh, let's go. Let's do oh, this. we're going to go. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Morning, my pies. It's all going to be all right. Didn't you, used to, you used to use that roller a lot, didn't you? Never used it a lot. Have you not? No. Bought it, used it Everyone once. Everyone says use it, don't they? Oh, yeah. Well, they say they work a lot better if you use them. Really? Yeah, yeah. I thought just having them was enough. Yeah, that's right. It's a bit like talking about getting a massage. Yeah. It just doesn't... It's a shame because you used to have that great massage person, but she won't see you anymore since the pants incident. Yeah. <laughs> she insists on payment. <laughs> if, only she, she, if only it was a free treat. 
I'd love that. <laughs> Wanna come around and give me a rub? I do find when I'm talking about massages, I find myself unfunnily referring to it as getting rubbed. Yeah. And that <laughs> yeah. kind of, everyone stops talking about it after that. <laughs> yeah. oh. So, your week of excitement, is, it, is there any let up or are you, you, you what's won't. next? Putney tonight, my gigs are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Ooh, that's Putney, nice. Birmingham, yeah. Nottingham. Gig in town, sort of corporate on Friday, and, and then Nottingham Thursday. I'm in Nottingham on Thursday. Are you? No, wait, that's next week. Yeah, it's next week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm there, I'm there Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Stay at my dad's on Friday. Try not to get ill with cat hair ingestion. Yeah. Might do a park because run. That, that was what broke you. That's what hurt your back before, wasn't it? Yeah. I might do the park a park run on. Uh, Saturday in, in Yorkshire, actually. Yorkshire. Try and look for one around Yorkshire. You know a good one? No, I don't. I've Is heard, there I've an Osbaldston one? That'd be great. There's a, there's a few. <laughs> Will this come out before the weekend? Yes. Well, give us a shout, people, yeah, on Facebook, yeah, yeah. If, if you've got a good one for Saturday in Yorkshire. Yeah. I'm, I'm, my dad lives in Thursk in North Yorkshire. Yeah, this is, uh, this is uh, Thursday, the uh, seventh episode. Right. So if you're listening to this on the eighth... Give us a call. Paul's looking for a, give us a shout on, on Facebook, the ninth. Yeah. So quick... Yeah. Activate. No, that'd be good. This is uh, this used to be my bank, and now it's a costa. Do you want to go in and abuse the loo like we did no, in the 100th episode? I'd like to uh, withdraw some money, please. <laughs> I assume you're still operating as a bank. So you assume wrong, but uh, yeah. would you like a latte? I'd like there quite a latte. I need to pay for a few things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds good. Yeah, it's quite busy. I'm How still thinking maybe talking park runs. Yeah. I'm still. <laughs> did right. you see what we just went past just then? What did we do? What did we go past? It's an absolute classic. I'm deliberately going around this garden so I can talk to you about it without upsetting these strangers. It was a pigeon. Woohoo! Woohoo! This this would make a great great park run, wouldn't it? This, good that on, this it was a pigeon. Round around this. Yeah. Five hundred <laughs> times. Yeah. Be great. Be great to have the roots chat, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what it is is. Just round this circle. 200 times? 200 times. Oh, no, I'm late. My mum's going to be stressed out. Okay, so, um, yeah, it was a pigeon pecking at a pool of vomit. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's a... No, that's I think a, that's that sounds like a, t- a tongue twister before you go on stage. Pigeon pecking at a pool of vomit. Pigeon pecking at a pool of vomit. Pigeon pecking at a pool of vomit. That's it. Um, it was the pigeons in my back garden were inspired by what went on in, uh, in Zimbabwe, and they, they had a coup. <laughs> hey! Oh, pigeons! Oh, pigeons. So, it looks like I'll have to go to the House of Lords without a shower, which is a fun, fun thing. Why is there a certain time you've got to be there? Oh, in time for... Bl- we have to enter through Black Rod's garden. Really? <laughs> Who and what is Black Rod? Black Rod is, is, a, is a formal ceremonial role in the House of Lords. Right. When the... Queen goes to Parliament just to be invited in by Black Rod because she's nice. not technically allowed in the House of Commons. Right. So she has to be invited in. Ooh. And the person who does that is Black Rod. Nice. Originally, it was an Afro Caribbean emu tribute act. Yeah. Black Rod Hull <laughs> in, uh, in the 17th century. <laughs> just working through that joke in my head to see if it's yeah. actually racist. It certainly wasn't my intention. It's going to be a. Uh... <laughs> It's going to be an interesting day, though, isn't it? A bit of, a bit of pomp. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I missed, because of the New York Marathon, Yeah. I missed the chance to go to uh, number 10 with Parkinson's UK. Right. Um, but I don't know if they'd let me. I think they... I, I almost like to think they'd have read down my Facebook wall and, <laughs> yes. and decided to uninvite me. I certainly don't know if I'd have gone. You know, because you know, so remember the Cool Britannia thing? That was a Tony, Tony Blair, Blair and Oasis and everything. Yeah. But again, that was young people saying, can't believe you went there and hung out with a man. And young people just wouldn't say that. That's not a young person's attitude. They'd go, why not? Can you get a selfie in number 10? Yeah. Take the money, yeah. yeah. James Corden, go, go for it. Get down to number 10. I feel like... Before all the shenanigans yeah. with the tiny park... Oh, yeah, I know what I was going to say. Um, depending on my fitness, I'm not making any commitments here. Yeah. But I might try and get to the Nottingham Park Run the right. week after. Before the, Christmas. Um, yeah, that'd be nice. Beeston, the one out on the... The 16th. Yeah, on the 16th. So if you're out there, look out for me. And if I'm not there, it's because my feet hurt. So... Um, yeah, but it'd be nice to do one before Christmas. I'm doing one. Remind myself what it feels like. I'm doing one on the uh, 16th with old Baz, Ultra Baz. Where are you going? You know, Baz, Baz Taylor, fan of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to run one in London on that because he, he, he fancies a park run in London. Great. So we're going to do one. Hackney Marshes? Probably Finsbury Park. Finsbury Park, yeah. I think of our local three. Finsley Park's got the most three-dimensional, you know, it's got a bit of straight, it's got a bit of up and down. Yeah. It's got a bit of repetition. I like the two-lap thing. Yeah. But, it's, but they it's all serve though. a purpose. Yeah. They're all good in different ways. It's not easy to run quick at Finsley Park. But no, no. When you're not quick. If you want to do a quick one, you want Hackney Marshes. Hackney Marshes or Highbury. I think if you want Hackney kind Marshes. of a race with other people or against yourself, you go to Highbury. Because of the kind of lap factor. Yes. But Finsley Park's are the most three-dimensional. We need to do a few more. It'd be great if you do a Yorkshire yeah, should one. Do, yeah. yeah, a Yorkshire one would be great. I saw one in pictures of one on uh, Twitter with Dobby Forest. It was snowing. Oh, wow. Really nice park run. We should get up there. I know some good routes around there. Yeah, we'll have to do that one again. <laughs> Three, four hours. Oh, I'm going to take my GPS. <laughs> I'm taking the GPS. <laughs> Take a GPS or take a balloon above us yeah. so that they can scoop us out with a plane if they have to. What's that? That's a little... I noticed that. Littlefreelibrary.org. Book repository. Take a it? book, return a book. That's a really nice idea. Isn't that nice? Oh. In the little village where um, Jared it's Christmas really nice, lives, yeah. the uh, phone box there yeah. is full of books. You can, and you can so leave, take, take or book, leave yeah. books. Nice. Lovely thoughts. Really nice idea. Very yeah. nice. I'm reading Murder on the Orient Express. Oh, yeah. It's good. Does, did you see the film? Where it was meant to be quite poor. Actually. It wasn't great. Right. I did see it. It's, um, I think, I really like the uh, David Suchet Murder on the Orient Express. Right. And I'm prepared to watch a Sunday night, Agatha Christie, any, any day. Yeah. But generally, you know... There's not much difference between a one-hour David Suchet pyro and an episode of Heartbeat. Yes. But I love the way the late-era ones, they suddenly had this weird thing where they invested loads of time and money. And you've got the same actor right. playing the same character in a kind of 
exponentially higher quality production. Yeah. You know what I mean? Particularly as David Suchet, he's a good actor. He is good, yeah. So if you dig deeper, he's got the, it's there, you know? He's got the gears. So anyway, the, the, the ITV Murder on the Orient Express, if you've never seen it, it's really good. I, I, I mean, I've seen the three adaptations and it's far and away the best. And good, you know, good tense. Right. Still tells a story. Good. It's kind of moral. You get it's, it's Beckett-esque. Yeah. Murder on the Orient Express. You've got that kind of stripping away of society. Not Beckett, Priestley. Right. It's like an inspector corpse, you know. It becomes less and less like reality. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think someone somewhere saw that and said, oh, that's as good as a film. We should make a film. And they should have just released it. Yeah. There's definitely an influence on the Branner one. Which, but but something is lost in the translation, you know. And you can see if you're, I don't even need to bore you with the details, but I could tell from some of the content. Was it a bit cold? Was it a bit overdone? Was it? It was a bit, a bit, it was a bit laid on a bit thick, but also not deep enough. Right. And uh, like the snow. Yeah. And um, it also was paced weirdly. It started well and kind of just wandered away. And it's a shame. I like. Yeah, I quite liked him. Kind of acting. Great. Yeah. I liked, it. I liked him in the role, but I don't think he directed it very well. And, uh, yeah, I think that, that I think it was a little bit... There were too many antis... Too many things before it, you know? I mean, it was trying to hit too many dots. So, there you go. He's good in Dunkirk. Branner. Branner, yeah. He's a great actor, isn't he? He's also a good actor. He's got that kind of... Um, in the most... It sounds negative when you say a safe pair of hands. I don't mean that. He's, he's totally... Um, versatile and everything. He's just at his best just making it real. Yes. Yeah. You know, a bit like your mate Jones. He's got a solidity about him. Yeah, yeah they, they, they get the... They kind of do the basic stuff right and then build the characterisation on top of that. And so you can really rely on them. I love that. He's got a film out at the moment, Toby. One, a Michael Haneke. He's in a Michael Haneke, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. That'd be a nice field good one. I was going to say, it sounds amazing. It doesn't sound fun. No. Very miserable films up like mates, isn't it? Hanukkah, yeah. yeah. Is that that funny games? That's funny, isn't oh, it? Oh, that's all right. <laughs> With all those funny games. That's awful, isn't it? That I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was about just like a slapstick game of Cluedo. It's just one of those films you never want to see again. Whoa! Yeah. Lead piping. Hey! I bought a hotel. <laughs> so, uh, this is the first one I've had in a week. Yeah. I've run for about... Probably about 15, 16, about 10 miles. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Pretty tired. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's quite tired. It gets more tiring the further you go, doesn't it, running? <laughs> this 48 miles. Thing. Morning. It's going to be... Cheers. Yeah, you're really picking Probably up some... hard work. But with your experience, Especially you're picking up some incredible knowledge, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's seven and a half miles, that run, I think. <laughs> and you did two I done clicks. I've done a bit so of that. Oh, and uh, yeah, we yeah it was seven and three quarters actually since we left my house. So. Right, and seven and three quarters. Uh, right, okay. And, okay. Uh, Woo. Uh, well, show me, show me in your face how uh, how you're feeling, how tired you are. I want to see it. Yeah, he's feeling it, isn't he? He's wobbling a bit. It's like that lady leaning. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're dancing. Forty-eight. How did that happen? Forty-eight. Forty-eight. So it's just five of those. Yeah, it's just five of those. But a lot more hilly. Yeah. You could walk something. Yeah. Easy. Okay, well, Easy. Merry Christmas. Lovely. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see you before, before Christmas. Yeah, we'll see you before Christmas. And thanks again for all the celebrations. Sorry we came back with a celebration of doom. Give us a shout on the... About how run Saturday. This yep. Saturday coming in. I'm Yorkshire. Gonna, well, my dad lives in first. So anywhere within 20 miles. I'm good for that. I'd love to go. And I won't be in Nottingham the week after. 
Yes. With Paul Tomkinson and Rob Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.